Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today. DFS, my name is Sia Najad. That right there is Mike McClure. And we are live to talk Super Bowl. And, and programming note, we're going to be, obviously, we're live right now. It's a Thursday, 5 o'clock. We're always live Thursday at 5 o'clock. Tuesday, we're going to be live at 5 o'clock as well. And that, you know, we're going to touch on props today. But, Mike, this is a surprise for you and, and for our producers because this, this confirmation just came in. But on Tuesday, we're going to be talking in depth with props and we're really going to have like kind of a broad spectrum. We're going to talk about some of the fun ones too. And guess who's going to join us, Mike? Well, I hope that it's prop stars considering you use the word props on Tuesday. That would be a treat if that could happen. It is indeed. We have Sportsline's very own prop stars joining us at five o'clock on Tuesday to discuss all the props. Listen, Sportsline's going to do a bunch of prop shows. We actually just did one, me and Mike and a bunch of other people. We did the mega preview where we discussed some props. But listen, that's going to be a very much a focal point of the Super Bowl. And yeah, this is a DFS show, but really both of those things bleed into each other, right? So we're going to be talking props at five o'clock on Tuesday. It's going to be me, Mike, and Prop Stars. And on Thursday, we're going to be talking very specifically about our showdown pool and the, you know, basically roster construction. We're going to touch on that a little bit today as well, especially the game theory side. I do, before we get into the game, I do want to tell everybody, first of all, if you're in here, hit the like button, but also our contest is live. It's 200 deep. We, we have a couple weeks to fill it. Um, but our FFT DFS is, contest is live. It's in the YouTube description. And for the record, it will, if you're listening to the podcast, it will be in the podcast description as well. It's only five bucks. And it's our last one of the year. So everybody has to participate, of course. And that's pretty much it on the administrative end, Mike. I want to ask you before we get into some showdown theory and maybe some props that we're leaning into already early in this process. Tell me what you're thinking about this game. I mean, obviously, initially, I think everybody knows at this point, it opened up Kansas City. Minus two, minus whatever, whatever it opened up, minus two, minus one and a half. And then it kind of switched to the Eagles within like 15, 20 minutes. Now the Eagles are a minus one and a half favorite. It's a 50 and a half point total. Just your initial reaction to all of that. Yeah, I would say the initial reaction is I think the market has it right at this point, which makes a lot of sense. We expect this to be one of the most efficient games of the entire season. It's a standalone game. You've got literal weeks for the market to set itself on this one. Um, it's difficult, obviously, because of the injuries, but I think that the injury to Patrick Mahomes has always kind of been priced in and known. I think that what's more important is the cluster of injuries on the Kansas City side, right? So when you look at the injuries, like, say, Kadarius Tony, right? We're probably not moving the line for Kadarius Tony. You look at Juju Smith-Schuster, also probably not moving the line in that, you know, for him. 
um, Miko Hardman, not moving the line for him as well. But when you've got all of those guys questionable with a questionable quarterback, now it becomes a significant thing when you cluster those injuries together. Uh, it gets to the point where it becomes significant and worth it. So I think that this line is priced as if Patrick Mahomes is about 80% is mm-hmm. what I think. If Patrick Mahomes were 100%, I think the line would be fluctuating between two and two and a half. I think even with a 100% Patrick Mahomes, a minus three line would be a pretty significant statement. Um, so I, I think the market's right on it. There's not a ton of value in betting Kansas City plus one and a half or, frankly, the Eagles plus one and a half. Uh, just through the nature of football scoring in general here, I, I think that uh, it becomes interesting if you're trying to tease it, for example. You're getting plus seven and a half now on the Kansas city side, that becomes obviously more interesting. But as far as the spread, if you're looking to just bet the game, uh, whoever you think's winning this game outright, that's the side that you're betting for sure. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, and I haven't placed this bet yet, but I'm kind of leaning Eagles money line here. I'm not really going to mess with the total personally, which has ticked up from, you know, when we did the mega preview it was 49 and a half, it ticked up to 50 and a half, but you did mention the tease. And certainly the Kansas City side of the tease makes a lot of sense because you don't have to tease through the zero and you can get past the key number. So is that something that you've already engaged in? It is. Uh, yes, it is something that I personally have already done. Um, I elected to do it in a same game parlay um, where I've done a couple different things. So one thing that I did, again, this was when Kansas City was catching plus two for a second also and two and a half. Um, it, it's... You know, you could still do it at seven and a half if you want, but I have them in at plus eight and a half. And then I had the total uh, in here where I could get the total on an alternate line to 40 and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, I want to keep the 24 17 game in play. I want to keep the 21 20 game in play. I want to keep 23 to 20 in play, right? I want to keep those in play to where I'm not pushing. I'm still able to cash that. And then what I've done is I took the Eagles uh, team total under 32 and a half in the, one of them. And then in one of the other ones, I took Patrick Mahomes over one and a half touchdowns uh, to make those same game parlays around even money. Makes a lot of sense. And for those of you that are thinking to yourselves, well, my book doesn't offer alternative lines. It probably does. And certainly for the Super Bowl. I mean, these are things, you know, the conventional better might not even be looking for. They just might be glossing right past it. But for the Super Bowl, you better believe most of your books are going to have not only alternative lines, but props you've never really seen before. And that's something we'll dive into more on Tuesday in terms of some of the unconventional uh, props that maybe we are actually interested in. But no, I, I like that side. I, I like that alternative line. And, and I certainly like teasing through um, the seven, if you can, if you like the chiefs, that makes a ton of sense. So let's talk about some of the props before we get to some showdown theory. You know, one, I don't, you, we, on the mega preview, you mentioned some props that you like. So I kind of wanted to rehash that a little bit for those of you, for those of you that didn't catch the mega preview, you can catch it. It's in the sports line feed, uh, the early edge feed and in, in your podcast feed. But one thing you mentioned was Isaiah Pacheco, that you just kind of like him, particularly from a receiving standpoint. Is that still the case? And are there any other props that you're, you've already made or that you've already taken at this point? Not, not necessarily grouped into a parlay, but just outright you've taken the prop. Yeah, so I want to talk about Isaiah Pacheco for sure. Uh, you know, we looked at his rushing and receiving numbers. Those were all up, the rushing individual and the combo. The receiving was not Uh, which was super interesting. Obviously, we saw pretty much a spike game from him in the last game, but it's more than a one-game thing, in my opinion. We've seen a steady decline in the use of Jarek McKinnon. I do think that McKinnon will be used in the Super Bowl after having additional time to uh, you know, really plan for this game. 
But considering the injuries on the Kansas City side, including Patrick Mahomes and his more limited mobility, I do not expect him to be 100% in this game. Uh, the receiving core is banged up as well. I personally think that Isaiah Pacheco is someone who is going to be involved in the passing game once again. Uh, I think that the Chiefs are likely looking at a neutral or trailing game script most of the way. I would be relatively stunned if Kansas City was up 21 nothing in this game. Uh, I, I would be pretty stunned if that were to happen. So that's not something I'm necessarily accounting for too much when I'm betting a, a player prop like this. Uh, the number's soft. It's 12 and a half. I think the number should be 18. I think it should be set at 17 and a half. Uh, I think he clearly has 50 plus yard receiving upside. Um, the thing that we have to be cautious with a little bit with Pacheco, the guy plays incredibly hard. He, someone else said it on the prop show and I, I love the way they phrased it. He, when he has the football in his hands, he runs as if it might be the last time he ever mm -hmm. has the football in his hands. You can see the effort on every play, which is concerning from an injury standpoint. When a guy gives that amount of effort on every play and he's out there returning kicks, uh, you know, you're always one play away from an injury in the National Football League. It's even more so true when you're the running back and the guy returning kicks in, in certain situations. Uh, but that being said, they're going to put the football in his hands as much as they can. So I do love this number. It is at 12 and a half. I would play it all the way to 17, 18 and a half. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. I think he's heavily involved in both the running and passing game. Yeah, and I'll tell you, in a lot of markets, and Mike, this might be thanks to you because of the amount of followers that that are that you have and just the fact that you bet this. But in a lot of markets, it's 14 and a half right now. And it sounds to me like you still like that. There's still plenty of edge there. Yeah, there's there's definitely still some edge there. Um, you know, obviously get in as, as quickly as you can. Uh, it would not shock me at all, though, if this number closes closer to 20 than 15. Uh, especially as we get injury reports. We, we've already got the report that Mikkel Hardman is unlikely to play in this game. Um, again, not a massive deal individually. Pretty big deal when you've got a quarterback that's beat up, a questionable Kadarius Tony, Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, yeah, it could be a pretty big deal where both of the running backs are going to be heavily involved. Yeah, everyone update on that. So, I mean, you know, Mike's right. It does look, I mean, McCole Harmon most likely doesn't play. It does look, according to Andy Reid, it, it's looking like it's tracking like Juju Smith Schuster and Kadarius Tony are going to play. You know, I don't know about Kadarius Tony. Just, I mean, he's not, he hasn't been very good at been, you know, coming back off of injuries. And he did look kind of banged up, you know, in, in the uh, AFC championship game. So, if I had to guess, I think Juju's definitely going to be active. He's definitely going to play. It wouldn't shock me if Tony is active. I just wonder how much he's actually going to play. Obviously, we're like almost two weeks out, so we don't really have to speculate there. But just no. speaking of speculation, you know, we know Jarek McKinnon's role has been kind of taken over to some degree by Isaiah Pacheco. But if all those receivers are out, let's just say Juju's in and the other two are out. I understand they have other receivers, but you could see a scenario where both McKinnon and Pacheco hit their receiving yard overs, right? Because McKinnon, Absolutely. by the way, I believe is 22 and a half receiving yards. Yes. No, I definitely can. Uh, I, again, I, I think that uh, I'm not going to play McKinnon unders. I, I, again, think that he will have a much bigger involvement. I, I think that one of the biggest edges on this slate, frankly, in, in terms of DFS is probably going to be focusing on Jarek McKinnon. Uh, the entire industry is low on him after the last two weeks. Uh, we, mm -hmm. we definitely didn't see the usage we expected. However, much like a college football playoff game, the bowl game, you've got two weeks to prepare for one specific opponent. And that means with an offense like Kansas City, there will be brand new things for this game that have never been seen before. Um, 
I personally think McKinnon's going to be involved. I would love for a sports book, which I, I, I'm not going to go to Vegas to be able to get it. There's one in Vegas that will create it for me. I want a prop set on a Jarek McKinnon pass for this game. I oh, think Jarek McKinnon throws the football in this game. That is my hot take. Um, <laughs> anyway, he's going to be involved in this game. They've got a week and a half to prepare for it and to scheme him back in. I'm not taking his unders. Having said that, I think that the running backs receiving props should be set very close to each other. And Chargy65 is in this chat, among uh, many others. He says, I'm out on McKinnon, played him in my lineups the last two weeks, thinking he would get more usage in the playoffs, and Pacheco outplayed him. And, and that's that's obviously true. Listen, Chargy, I was on McKinnon both of those weeks as well. And the reality is that's why Mike is saying it's going to create a nice leverage situation, because people in general are out on McKinnon. When you have two weeks and you don't have many much by way of receivers, it does make sense that McKinnon you know, might get split out wide, might be in a two-back set, might throw a pass. I mean, th there's a lot of things that might be happening uh, with Jarek McKinnon, with Andy Reid, not really having all of his resources other than, you know, MVS, McKinnon, Pacheco, Kelsey, that there's just not much there, at least not right now. Uh, everybody in the chat saying hi, and somebody just said, I think it was the Vikings, um, Vikings fan says, hi, I'm a new sub. I don't know if that's a sub to Sportsline or a sub to Fantasy Football Today or our specific show, but either way, uh, welcome. And uh, Mike, what you got? I was just say, yeah, keep in mind Kansas City uh, with Andy Reid having all this additional time. We saw some interesting things in that game with Travis Kelsey attempting to lateral passes. Uh, that was more out of necessity of not wanting to get hit in the back while dealing with back spasms. They were trying to avoid that early. Uh, but they have a number of players, like a lot of NFL teams do, but these two specifically that uh, played quarterback earlier in their careers. Uh, most notably, Jarek McKinnon was a quarterback in college uh, where he played college football. So just keep that in mind with the trick plays coming, knowing you have a quarterback with limited mobility. Uh, I think we see something with Kelsey McKinnon Mahomes. And Micah, shout out to you, by the way. And I see everybody in here, Ryan, Chargy, Swaggy P, Edward, uh, Vikings fan, of course. Gus says, hey guys, thank you for all that you do. Want to give a shout out to Mike. Used his NBA FanDuel course and hit first in the $10,000 to first. So, Gus, congratulations. Five figures. Uh, if you don't think Mike is sharp, uh, just, just be a member of Sportsline, listen to this show, and you might end up like Gus, who was five figures richer, uh, thanks to Mike. Mike, you were telling me before we went hot that you had a nice NBA day yesterday. We did have a nice NBA day yesterday. It's been a, uh, a really, really good run in the NBA DFS streets of late, but yesterday was a, a really really special one on FanDuel. So I'm glad that uh, Gus was able to take advantage of that and, and saw everything on Sportsline. Yeah, and he clarifies. He even says, FYI, because I know you have some of your, your private stuff too, Mike. Uh, he says that was his Sportsline core that Gus used. So again, uh, if you're just a member of Sportsline, which is incredibly inexpensive, uh, you get all of Mike's cores, all of Mike's info among every yeah. single other person at Sportsline. That includes Maestro, RJ, Prop Stars. I can't even name all the names at this point. There's so many uh, so many talented people in there. Before we get to showdown, there's a couple things I wanted to run by you because you mentioned the quarterback position. Um, Patrick Mahomes specifically, like we think he's probably going to be 80%. I think that's a great percentage to put on him. Not that it matters if you said 75% or 85%, but you know, not 100%, something a little lower than that. He's still dealing with an ankle sprain that it looked like he aggravated to some degree during that AFC championship game. Now his rushing total is in that the, the 20 yard range, but I noticed, and this is a bet I've already hit, his longest rush total is 11 and a half. Kind of like the under there with the gimpy ankle against the Eagles defense. Am I wrong here? Please feel free to tell me. 
Yeah, I uh, look, I, I don't think you're wrong. Um, I think that the only issue I would have with it is there's never been a more important game in his life. That's the yeah. only the only caveat. And while the injury is concerning, he did re-aggravate it. He's going to continue to re-aggravate it until he takes a month off, right? It's mm -hmm. just the way the body works, right? Um, he, he's one play away. You're always one play away in the NFL, more so for him than any other player in this particular game. Having said that, there's not a ton of significant downside for him to get hurt further. I, I don't think that the nature of this injury is one that's going to take him out for extended, extended time where he's going to risk, you know, tearing an ACL, going to risk anything like that. I, I think that it is kind of what it is. And, and the mm -hmm. more likely risk is probably a head injury, right? Be, by not being as quick as you think you are and, and yeah. actually getting hit is, I think, the real risk. So because of that, I don't think that he's going to, when the game is on the line, I don't think he's going to shy away from that. I think it's from an ability standpoint. So I don't, you know, it's a number you're getting some value on because of his injury for sure. Uh, and I don't necessarily hate playing it. Um, I just think that there could be the scenario that they are trailing enough to where there's an opportunity for it. So it's something to, to monitor, um, but it's probably not a bad play. All right. Uh, and one, I, I should say one bet that I've officially given, given out on Sportsline, and I actually gave it out uh, on the mega preview that Mike and I did a couple of days ago uh, with a huge cast. So everybody go back and listen to that. But it was Devontae Smith over 62 and a half receiving yards. And that was really just, like th that play to me is more of a condensed target share. The idea that Jalen Hurts, even if they establish the running game, that he's going to pass it and, and, and you know, Devontae Smith, his target share has been so good. It's even eclipsed A.J. Brown's. And I, I understand that can toggle back and forth, but he didn't have many targets last game. He caught that big catch that wasn't a catch. But long story short, the game prior to that, he's exceeded 62 and a half receiving yards, I think, in six out of seven games. And it's just one of those things where I know he can get deep against this secondary. He probably doesn't have to. He could probably do this with volume. I will say this, though, Mike. That line went from 62 and a half to 61 and a half. So I didn't get it. It was at 63 and a half. That's where it opened. I grabbed it when it was 62 and a half. That's when I made it an official play on Sportsline. It's dropped to 61 and a half. Any comments or concerns there? A uh, comment would be, I love the play. Um, okay. You know, as far as concerns, yeah, you know, it's never it's never fun to see a line move the other way, for even if it's yeah. temporary, because mm -hmm. you always like, ah, you know, it would be really nice to have those two yards in my pocket right now, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, the thing I will mention on that, though, if you like overs, play them now. Uh, you see it every year. We've already seen it with the total. Numbers on the Super Bowl, for the most part, unless it's drastically related to or correlated to an injury, uh, they're going to go up. They're going to go up close to game day. We see it every week in the NFL, but it's more so true uh, for the Super Bowl here. So I personally, I, I like Devontae Smith a lot. Um, okay. I, I think that there's value for him not only to go over this number. I think there's value for him to be the overall leading receiver um, in the game uh, in terms of a yardage standpoint. So you can find the number at 61. My computer number on this is actually 70. Um, which I love it. At this point in the season, you don't typically find edges of that size very often. Uh, you know, we typically see numbers that are within three yards uh, from where the computer is. So that's one play that I absolutely love. I love it. And actually, it's a really good transition from that to 
talking about some of our showdown strategy. We're going to talk some game theory specifically as it relates to the showdown. We're actually going to maybe give some scenarios to Mike and and talk about, you know, given this scenario, what how would you build your lineup? Because I think when people say game script, you know, people kind of, they understand what game script is. They understand what outcomes are, but I think they kind of, you, you lose the audience sometimes if you don't actually practically maybe build some lineups, not actual lineups where we're using the pricing, but just kind of talk through some of the scenarios because we want game script to be active and alive when we're building our, our showdown slate. So before we get to our showdown game theory and maybe some actual, you know, optimal captains that Mike is going to talk to us about, let's take a break and hear a word from our partners. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are back. This is FFT DFS. That's Mike McClure. My name is Sia Najat. If you haven't already, and I noticed there's a good amount in here, but not many of you, less than half of you have hit the like button. So go ahead and hit the like button, especially you, Gus. Yes, you, you got to come here next week too, Tuesday and Thursday, and make sure you hit the like button with that with that five figures. But Ryan, Edward, Swaggy P, everybody that's in here um, that might not have entered the chat already, go ahead and hit the like button. But showdown, like so, this is the last one, Mike. This is the last shot that we have at at making money in DFS in the NFL season. Now, good news, there's other sports we can play uh, DFS on. And Mike, I know you are. You play a lot of NBA. I think you play a lot of MLB. And I know Sportsline and just the CBS Sports Network, we're all over DFS when it comes to all of the other sports. But let's talk one last time about Showdown. And here's what I want to do. Because I think a lot of people that listen to this show, I don't think they're building 150 lineups. I think the majority of the people that listen are doing a single entry or various single entries in a Showdown slate or maybe a three max and they're calling it a day, which for the record is what I do. So here's what I thought we we could do here is 
you build MMEs. Sometimes you engage in the single entry and three maxes too, of course, but you, you build MMEs for showdowns at times, if not every single week. And I know when you're using, using the optimizer that you build in rules, that there's always going to be rules that, that, that are, I think are just pre-built regardless of what game is going in there. So I thought maybe let's talk through some of the some basic rules that people can kind of understand when they're hand building, because I think people are intimidated by those with optimizers. But there's some basic rules for showdown that are just always going to be in play. And I don't want you to list every single rule that you put in your optimizer. But maybe if you could just lay out a few ground rules that people can internalize when they're building their showdown lineups for the Super Bowl. Yeah, so it's always unique to each slate. I will start by saying that. Um, you know, these quarterbacks, it's a great example because of the injury to Patrick Mahomes, right? You want to play Patrick Mahomes in the captain spot. Again, the captain spot is one spot where your lineup earns 1.5 times their actual score, but their salary is also one and a half times higher than their flex spot salary. If you play Mahomes in the captain this week, it is incredibly unlikely that he scores enough to be the optimal captain without multiple of his teammates in the lineup. Jalen Hurts, not the same story. Jalen Hurts, because of the rushing upside that he possesses, there are many, many game scripts where Jalen Hurts is the optimal captain without having to have his pass catchers in the same lineup. Those game scripts include the one where Jalen Hurts has a 50-yard run. Jalen Hurts has one rushing touchdown in a game where the winning final score is 20-17. to 17. He's probably going to be the optimal captain at that point. Um, so there, you have to consider that first. So Patrick Mahomes, if you want to play him, you probably should play him if you're playing multiple lineups. The path to him being the optimal captain is going to be the path with at least two of his pass catchers in that same lineup because we know he's very unlikely to rush for touchdowns and have the big rushing day uh, in this particular game. So if I were to set a rule, again, you don't have to do this with a computer. You can do it with by hand. If I'm playing Patrick Mahomes a captain, I must include a bare minimum of two of his pass catchers in that lineup. Now, what does the scenario where that lineup, where Patrick Mahomes is the number one scoring player on the slate, right? He's the best value on the slate. What does that mean? That means that the Chiefs probably scored 25 to 30 points in this game at minimum. If they do that, what does that look like on the Philly side? It's likely that it's a trailing game script or neutral. So therefore, we would want to typically focus on building something from the Philly side. Ideally, a game from the Philly side that is not one where they maybe have a ton of success running the football. So you may not want to include certain running backs. You might want to include a running back. You might want to include the pass catching running back of Kenny Gainwell if you think they're trailing in that game script. So there are, there are a number of ways to go about it. But more so than a normal slate, think through what those opportunities look like for each player because that it's really all that matters in a showdown format. And just to be clear, on the Mahomes side, and you might have said this, but on the Mahomes side, the reason we want to focus with Mahomes, first of all, you 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 laid out the rushing equity and the lack of rushing equity with, with as it relates to touchdowns, like you know, obviously Jalen Hurts being sort of the opposite of that. But the reason we don't want to have Mahomes with one pass catcher is because if you're right about that one pass catcher, well, then that guy should have been the optimal captain, right? Correct. Correct. If it's a scenario where Patrick Mahomes throws two touchdown passes in this game and they both go to Travis Kelsey, you're more likely to have wanted Travis Kelsey in the captain spot than Patrick Mahomes 
unless of course it's a game where he has literally two catches, 20 yards and two touchdowns. And, you know, we know that that is relatively unlikely uh, for, for a player like that. So that's also the reason why, um, you know, you, you start to see, if you follow me on sports line, you'll see lists of players and the percentages in where I'm playing them in the captain spot. Right. Um, You'll see someone like Miles Sanders, for example. I may not have him very much, or I might have a guy listed as a captain and not in the flex really at all. And that might be confusing to some people. How can you have him in the captain spot and not be using him in the flex in the other lineups? And the answer to that question is the only scenario that I see through the simulations and through just breaking down the game to that person being needed is the scenario that they have a huge game because of the way the pricing is. Uh, you, you see it all the time. I'm trying to think of the best example of it actually in this game. That might be, let's see. It's probably one of the running backs. It's probably going to be Miles Sanders, for example. Um, I'm not going to play a ton of Miles Sanders. I, I'm going to play the, the game script where I think that we um, are, are throwing the football a lot. However, I'm still going to play Miles Sanders in the captain spot because, again, the, the game where Miles Sanders scores enough points to be in that optimal lineup, I believe that it'll be the game that he's truly the optimal captain. What I don't think is I don't think a game of 50 yards and, and three catches but no touchdowns, I don't think that's good enough to be warranted in the flex spot. Hopefully that makes sense. It completely makes sense. And for the record, we're going to be on for another probably 10, 15 minutes if you have any questions, just, just lay them out there. So, um, and James, thank you for your comment. Thanks for all your advice all season. Extremely profitable season, exclamation point. Really appreciate that. But if you have questions, throw them in the chat again. We are going to be here Tuesday with Mike McClure, with myself, and with Prop Stars, ta- really taking a deep dive into all of the props, or at least all of the props that we like or, or that we're considering. And then, of course, Thursday at 5 o'clock, where we're effectively building lineups, but we're just going to be talking about showdown, optimal captains, optimal flexes, um, game scripts, th- th- these types of things that we're talking about right now. And Mike, you know, before we close the show, I kind of wanted to talk to you about some game scripts. That, and I'm just going to kind of loosely lob a game script over your way. You can certainly modify the game script because I'm really talking in generalities here. But I just want people who are just afraid of showdown or perhaps new to showdown or don't play showdown, but they think they're going to play it because it's the Super Bowl, that, you know, in a couple of weeks. I just want them to to kind of have a dog in the fight and not feel like an optimizer has just, you know, got them essentially. So let's go like uh, game script number one, for example. You mentioned this. Eagles run the ball a lot, but it's it's with Hertz and it's with the running back core. Whether you want to, whether that's with Gainwell or Miles Sanders, you, you can make that decision when you're when you're tossing the game script back my back my way. But Eagles run the ball a lot. Eagles win. Game total is lower than expected. Who would be in that optimal captain spot? Would it be one of two Jalen Hurts or Miles Sanders? You, you'd build both of those. Yeah, it would be one of those two for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely one of those two for sure. I'm going to try and pull up a Miles Sanders captain lineup to show you what that might look like um in miles sanders captain lineup currently there there are two very different paths um i've got two of them one uses almost all the salary one uses leaves a lot of salary on the table so the first miles sanders optimal captain lineup that is going to look more like a standard lineup is going to be miles sanders at the captain and then we're going to have jalen hurts patrick mahomes 
at that point, we're going to have Harrison Butker, the Kansas City kicker. Uh, what's going on there is the Eagles have scored pretty well in this game because Miles Sanders is running all over the field, right? Jalen Hurts is getting his because he's the quarterback, et cetera. Patrick Mahomes is there because, again, quarterback. But what's happening here is Kansas City's not converting their drives into touchdowns. They've potentially kicked two field goals in this game. Harrison Butker now has over six, you know, basically has scored a touchdown uh, in terms of fantasy points. The other two roster spots here are Dallas Goddard and Juju Smith-Schuster. So Dallas Goddard involved here. The reason why Dallas Goddard's involved here, we've got a game plan where they've likely run the ball a little bit more. We haven't had a ton of success or haven't had the reason to go to Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown. Dallas Goddard is here. He's much cheaper than both of them. He's got a median-type score. He's helped move the football, right? And then Juju Smith-Schuster, it, it makes sense. You're pairing a quarterback with Patrick Mahomes. They haven't found the end zone. Um, that's a lineup that that works and uses a, a Miles Sanders captain. Now, the other one that works in this spot is one where the Eagles have just flat-out dominated, moving the football down the field. J Miles Sanders is the one who gets the touchdowns. It's going to be Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. Then we're going to have... Devonte Smith and Quez Watkins. Okay, and so that's is that a four-two build or a five-one build? It's a four-two build. The last spot will be Kadarius Tony. Um, oh, you know, okay. short area passes, trying to move the football down the field. They've had a little success, but they haven't been converting touchdowns. This is a scenario where the Eagles are likely winning this game by ten plus points. Okay. I love that. And I, hopefully that makes sense to everybody, just kind of talking it out. I, I honestly think, you know, I know when I hand build showdown lineups, I'm talking it out in my head as well. So the voice in my head is sounds a lot smarter than the voice that actually comes out of my mouth, by the way, which gives me a ton of confidence going into showdowns. Sample game script two. Uh, we've got a, we got a relative shootout. It goes over the 50 and a half point total. Uh, Mahomes throws for over 300 yards. Um, and Kansas City actually wins this game, you know, by three, four, seven points. So how do we go about maybe considering game script and building a lineup with that scenario? Yep. Let's uh, let me pull some of these up. I um, basically manually force the, uh, the, the computer to give us a scenario like that. Um, all right. So what this lineup looks like is going to be one that, again, I'm going to give you one that starts that uses most of the salary. So it's a lineup that a lot of people could potentially land on if they were building for the scenario. It's going to be Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Most of the competitive lineups here, Patrick Mahomes at the captain spot. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry. It'll be a Mahomes captain lineup because you, the scenario you've laid out is a 300-yard day for Mahomes and, and one where the Chiefs end up winning a shootout. It's likely that if he goes over 300 yards, Mahomes is going to be the optimal captain. So we're going to go Mahomes in the captain spot and Jalen Hurts in the flex. Next, we're going to find Patrick Mahomes' most likely receiver that leads to him throwing for 300 yards and then winning the game. It's got to be Travis Kelsey, right? Mm -hmm. So it's going to be Travis Kelsey next. Jalen Hurts, however, is also likely to have hit his tight end, Dallas Goddard, in this particular game script. So we're going with Dallas Goddard. And then the final two spots, we've got Kadarius Toney and Zach Pascal. Pascal is in there for the scenario where the Eagles ultimately are in a shootout. They haven't necessarily won the game. That's the scenario where someone like Zach Pascal is likely on the field for a few additional snaps when there are more obvious passing situations. At $800, he can easily, easily pay off that salary. 
Right. And if you're like Zach Pascal, like, well, what are we doing there? I mean, we got to be price conscious too. We only have $50,000 to spend. And that satisfied Mike's rule that we talked about earlier, which is if you've got Mahomes in the captain spot, you better have at least two pass catchers. And, and he does with Kadarius Tony and Travis Kelsey. Now let's do one more script, Mike. And obviously, listen, we, we could literally do this for two hours and just talk about <laughs> new, literally nuance over nuance over nuance and be like, well, this is a script, but, but this happens. So let's just do another sort of general game script. Um, both defenses show up. So this this falls under the total. Let's say instead of the 50 and a half, this falls on 42 or 41. One of those like 21-20 games that I think you might have referenced earlier in the show that you're 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 building for potentially. Um, so it falls under the total. Red zone defenses are, are are pretty great, you know, not unstoppable, but the red zone defenses for both teams end up showing up. Uh, how are we kind of considering that one? Is that one where we actually play a defense, where we actually play some of the kickers? How do we build that one? Yeah, so this is one where we actually play both of the defenses. Uh, again, I'm I'm projecting this as the at most 17-20 type of game. It could okay. literally be the 17-10 game, the 17-13 game, um, but that that's what we're projecting here. So this lineup is actually super fascinating. I don't know if we can build it on the screen or not for this one, but I, it's one that I personally really, really like if this game becomes a low-scoring game. Uh, it is actually still a Jalen Hurts captain lineup. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you'll have to go to at the top, uh, Zach, you have to change to the captain. You're on the flex right now. Change to captain. Yeah, there we go. J- Jalen Hurts captain. Patrick Mahomes is also in this lineup at flex. Both defenses are in this lineup. Again, this is a lineup where neither team scores a ton. The reason why Jalen Hurts is there over Patrick Mahomes it's the rushing upside, right? We, we can pretty confidently think Jalen Hurts has 30 rushing yards here, half a touchdown, it, uh, you know, as a floor. Patrick Holmes is there because he's the quarterback. He's going to throw for yards, whether or not they convert them to, to, to touchdowns. That's what's happening. Now, this is also the lineup where there are no defensive scores. We, we have sacks, we have fumbles, we have interceptions, but we're not scoring pick sixes, things like that, right? Next, we fill this lineup out with Miles Sanders. He's the next most important piece. In a mm-hmm. competitive game, the Eagles do not have to abandon the run. We know that they're going to run the football with Miles Sanders. This is a lineup where Kansas City hasn't scored a ton of touchdowns. We haven't scored touchdowns to AJ Brown or Devontae Smith necessarily. Makes a ton of sense to have uh, Miles Sanders there. The final piece to round it out is Dallas Goddard. Once again, moving the football through the 20s or between the 20s, not necessarily converting touchdowns here. Um this is that lineup. It leaves a thousand dollars of salary on the table. It still won't necessarily be unique because of the, the contest size, but it is a lineup that could be shockingly competitive in a game that goes comfortably under the total. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, yeah, again, we could do this all day. It's actually really fun. I hope everybody it is a lot of fun. <laughs> I hope we're all kind of enjoying sort of the scenario building because that's what showdown is all about. I mean, I, you know, obviously you could look at projections and just be like, oh, that guy's projected to do well and just try to jam in a bunch of guys at the top. But that's not really how, well, that's not how you should build any lineup, by the way, but that's certainly not how you should build a showdown lineup. So um, I think this is a really good exercise and we can do a little bit more of this on Thursday uh, when we're actually really kind of diving into showdown because don't forget next Thursday, we're going to have all the, well, we should have most of the injury information. We should have a couple logged practices from, let's say Patrick Mahomes or, or, you know, the receiving core, like Kadarius Tony or Juju Smith-Schuster. So it's going to be a lot easier to kind of consider scenarios and builds when it comes to that, in my opinion. So 
Definitely show up on Thursday at five o'clock because we're going to be doing that. And then again, I can't stress it enough. It's us two on Tuesday at five o'clock, but we're also going to have prop stars here. And if you don't think there's some overlap with props and DFS, then you just, I don't, I don't even know what to tell you at this point. So I think that's going to be a really, really important show. I will say this. Now, I can tell you all before we close this show that in our notes, I have Mike's early look at optimal captain percentages from his simulations, the same types of simulations that got Gus $10,000 yesterday on a, what was that? Probably like a $10 entry or something. I don't even, he didn't even yeah. say what it was, but, um, and he's got his, his flex rankings. Now, some of you could probably go over to Sportsline and check that out, but I can tell you, instead of just telling you right now, a week and a half early, like that's probably no good, right? It's in one ear out the other. So maybe we'll make sure to go over those on Thursday, if not Tuesday, but certainly Thursday, we're definitely going to lay out Mike's favorite captains, his optimal captains, his optimal flex spots, uh, flex rankings. Um, and I'm looking at them right now. And, you know, there's there's one guy towards the top that is just kind of like music to my eyes, if you will. And we talked about him. He's, he's the subject of my prop. He's not at the top, but he's pretty darn close to the top in the optimal captain ranking. So um, Mike, I think that's it. Any other comments before we close this show and before we walk into that prop show on Tuesday? Just hit the like button so we can continue to do this. Uh, it always helps a ton. And I can't wait for Tuesday with you and Proppy. Yeah, and I encourage you all on Tuesday because, you know, the, the main Fantasy Football Today account, they, they tweet out the show on Tuesday. Um, I, we obviously want you to hit the like button every time you're in here, but retweet that when it comes out on Tuesday. Cause I, I honestly think that's going to be a really fun show. Anybody that's not familiar with prop stars, I'd be surprised if you're not, but uh, his insight is so valuable. And along with Mike's and myself, it's just going to be such a great show. So everybody uh, get in there at five o'clock on Tuesday. And I'm sorry, we don't have football this weekend, but we do have football next weekend. And don't, don't worry in the off season, We'll probably take some time off, but we're going to have our off-season series where we bring in a bunch of amazing guests from around the fantasy football community, the fantasy football world, just like we did last summer. We're going to be doing that. So no worries there. We're not going away, but we're going away right now. My name is Sia Najah. That's Mike McClure. This is Fantasy Football Today DFS. We are on the path to the Super Bowl. We will see you Tuesday at 5 o'clock. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.